and welcome to Promoted, the podcast that helps you get promoted and be great when you get there. I am your host, Felicity Fury, founder and CEO of We Aspire. And today I have my fabulous co-host with me, the incredible Renee Wooten, aerospace engineer, pilot and speaker. Awesome to have you here today, Renee. And we're going to be sliding into your DMs and answering questions from people that have reached out to you. So hello, welcome. And who have we got today? Thanks, Felicity. So good to be here. Hi, everybody that's listening. So um, I had a young female engineer slide into my DMs this week. Um, A bit of a sad one, but probably quite a common story, I feel. Um, She says, hi, Renee, random message, but I look up to you a lot and was hoping to ask for some advice. I'm up and coming in the aviation industry. I'm still an undergrad, but have a part-time role at a company developing um, new and emerging aircraft technology. I'm going to be honest, I'm not treated very well. I'm not sure if it's because I'm still a new student, uh, but they feel like they can blame all the little things that go wrong on me. They also give me tasks that I'm almost certainly not going to succeed with because I don't yet have the skill. It's a startup, so everyone's busy um, and too busy to help me at times. It's such a shame because I find the industry so exciting and I want to learn from them. I feel super lucky to have this chance in undergrad, but I can't help but feel like going to work and feeling dread and fear. Any advice for someone new to the industry feeling incompetent? So it's such a big question. Yes. Yes. Where do you even start with that, Renee? I know the aerospace engineer in like engineering industry is so niche here in Australia, so it's tricky to get that experience. What what comes to mind first in terms of advice? Yeah, that's my. Uh, that was one of the first kind of thoughts that I had. Is what an ex- excellent opportunity to actually uh, be an undergrad working in emerging technology and aviation. Um, although uh, there are a lot of tech startups, um, obviously trying to break into this industry, uh, it is a really exceptional opportunity as an undergrad to be in this field because you'll be on that pathway and trajectory as things kind of take off if you're starting your career in a tech startup in that field. I also think having that opportunity to be in a tech startup, although it's incredibly intense and fast paced and you will feel out of your depths for quite a significant amount of your internship, I imagine, um, because that is the nature of tech startups. Um, I think you'll be kind of propelling yourself um, further amongst your peers because you're put in a pressure cooker. So you kind of you're going to be learning and and learning at an at an accelerated rate. So for me, that is a huge opportunity. Although it's a it's it's a it's a burden at the same time as a great opportunity. Um, because I would imagine in a pressure cooker like that, you need excellent management to actually thrive and. Um, and progress in a healthy way. Whereas if you're stuck with um, management and a culture that doesn't enable that, um, I can imagine that that's the experience that this young girl is having. What are your thoughts? It's a tricky one. And I would sort of take a step back and go, what's the goals of being there? What? Why did she say yes to the role in the first place? What does she want to learn? And I know I've been in tricky situations myself where, yeah, the environment hasn't been great at work, but then there's been things that I've wanted to get out of it. So it's a tricky one because I don't want to compromise and say, oh, just, you know, suck it up and, and you know, be in that that bad situation. But I also think that there's an opportunity, like, you know, it is a big opportunity for her to take that step back and go, what are the things that you want to gain out of it? And I really like your perspective there, how you said in those pressure cooker times, you can actually 
you know, get so much from those and it's a big learning opportunity. So I think it's always balanced though, because if it is making you feel, you know, anxious or depressed or upset, then that's obviously not an environment that you want to be in where you can really thrive. And I've also felt that as an engineer, being overwhelmed in situations like when I had a role in a water resources team and I'd never worked in water resources before. Everyone in the team had five years more experience than I did. I was brought in for my project management capabilities, but it was a, a situation where I just felt technically that I was really out of my depth. So um, I think it's important to weigh up, you know, what kind of environment that you, that you need at that time. Um, I think... Yeah, with you can also create, you know, what's right for you and kind of what that standard is for you. Um, and if there's another way, I feel like another way that you can get out of it in terms of, I'm trying to think of the right way to explain it, but because I don't want to put up with bullying behavior or bad behavior, but you go, okay, well, what are the opportunities that I can make of this? Um, yeah. yeah. And one story comes to mind actually where, it was an engineer. He uh, was working. It was a mining role where they were trying to figure out how do they actually excavate particular things of mining materials. And he gave the hardest job to the grads. No one else in the company could solve it. And he never told the grad that it was basically this insolvable problem. A couple of grads went to work on it and they actually figured it out. And the technology they invented then ended up helping rescue miners that were stuck in a mine overseas because of what these grads had come up with. So I think sometimes too, a grad can bring a fresh perspective and it's an exciting opportunity there's so much in this question renee there is there is i do want to focus on the fact that she's pointed out that people blaming her on things and setting her up for failure in a way because they're giving her jobs to complete where she doesn't have the skill for it so to me i think the crux of this issue is the culture of the organization and the fact that she doesn't have someone leading her um to success so and if we step back to when we were interns as undergraduate engineers, I felt a huge amount of imposter syndrome. Uh, I couldn't believe that I got that opportunity, uh, let alone then getting the projects and working with the teams that I did to deliver things. And I think really the only reason that I succeeded and was able to build confidence in those roles is because the managers set me up for success. Mm-hmm. So, and... So that takes me to an experience I've had where I haven't had good management and the fact that I had to learn how to manage up for the first time. Mm. So what that meant was having really difficult conversations to say that, hey, my needs weren't being met um, and raising it as an issue and making sure that your manager was actually aware that they needed to be doing more to support you in your role. Um, And for me, that's kind of the first thing that comes to me is none of this is your fault and you shouldn't feel um, undervalued or incapable because you're already in aerospace engineering. Um, I'm sure for you to get to that point in your life, you've already had to prove yourself time and time again academically. So this is not a question about your capability. This is a question of uh, your leadership and making sure that you're having conversations, incredibly transparent conversations to say, hey, I'm actually feeling like this, I really need more support, can I get an extra hour a week or can we meet for 15 minutes before work starts so that I can just get really clear on what you want me to deliver day to day. I think it's actually escalating things now and making sure that if your manager has been told those things, how are you then leveraging the broader network in that 
um, office space or that team to try and get more information to solve the problem that you have. Totally. And that, yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're not getting what you need within the organization, is that that opportunity to go outside? And Renee, I know you're really big on this in getting external mentors. And one thing I really noticed early on in my career, I didn't know what was normal. And I actually was in an environment where I had bad behavior, but I just thought that was... I just thought that was normal. Like I was like, oh, well, maybe every workplace is like this because I'd never worked in a workplace before. So I didn't know. Like my one of my first roles was on a construction site and the boys, I was the only site engineer that was female. The boys got my hard hat and filled it with ice and put it in the freezer and then hid all the other hard hats so I couldn't go out on site. And I remember talking to my manager about it and he said, oh, you should put screws in their shoes. So when they put their steel cap boots on, they hurt their feet. And I thought, wow, is that all we do around here? But I don't know. I know, right? I was like, maybe that's, that's what people do at work. I don't know. This is Pretty much. Oh, I didn't do it because I thought, well, I was like, that's just, that's horrible. I don't want to hurt somebody. And I'm sure workplace health and safety today would not allow that. That was over 15 years ago. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's it's tricky when you're starting out because you don't know what is normal. And I think the startup environment is particularly hard. And personally, I've run startups and it's so difficult. You're so resource constrained. You're so time constrained. And maybe there's someone outside of the team that could actually support you in a mental role or even as a technical mentor, sharing how to do certain things in that area because they might not have the time internally. And I think even if you're asking those kinds of questions to management to say, I need this help, I'm seeking this help, I've got this idea of a mentor, but I just don't know who to reach out to. Can you connect me with someone? That's going to show them that you're really wanting to develop and grow. And I think that could only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So without the context of knowing whether or not they've already had um, those kind of challenging conversations around mm-hmm. setting expectations, my initial thoughts would be to say, you know, um, start doing that if you're not already and put a bit of a time frame on it. So give yourself another two to three months of working in this space of having those conversations to see if there's change and progress. I would say absolutely you are in a an incredibly uh, challenging, volatile um culture and workspace that is not normal in comparison to perhaps a corporate that's well-established and mature and they have really clear governance systems and procedures and, um, you know, job descriptions. You're probably in quite a tumultuous situation, um, you know, those sorts of pieces of, that provide that clarity might not be in place. So, um, the the benefit of that is you're going to learn and you're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn a lot in a short amount of time. The the opposite, like the the flip to that, is really um, it is challenging and it's more challenging than what your peers might be going through. Um, but just know that if you can um, work through those challenging conversations and you can build those skills and actually thrive in this environment over a longer period. Uh, you will really be a part of an emerging um, industry within aviation that's going to lead you to many, many opportunities and help you kind of uh, potentially, um, you know, success or, or proceed um, above your peers in ways. So it's it's hard to say what the best course of action is right now um, and only that individual can make that decision. But um, if you can have those 
hard conversations, this might really lead to great success for this individual leader. Totally. And the time frame thing I think is very powerful. And that's something that's really helped me make decisions when I've been in tricky situations along the way to go, okay, I'm going to give it three months in this phase and then three months in this phase or a year doing this. And that's really helped me, even things with our business and previous businesses that we've ended up closing where we said, okay, we're going to give it six months. If we don't see this change in the six months, then we actually need to let our staff go. We need to shut down the business. And those are really difficult decisions to make, but it meant, okay, we've got this much time to play full out. And I think that's helpful when you're in a tricky spot because you can go, okay, it's not forever. It's this short time frame. And I think the fact that she's reached out to you, Renee, is showing that she's self-aware. She's thinking these things through. I think that's a really powerful first step to to thinking through what the solutions could be. But good on her for getting an internship in this industry so early on in, in your career. Congratulations. And yeah, I, I fingers crossed. I hope it works out for you. If you're reaching out to someone as awesome as Renee, um, no doubt that you've got um, a smart head on your shoulders. Absolutely. I think one final piece of advice is make sure you back yourself as much as possible in this situation. Although you are young and new into this experience, that doesn't invalidate the skills and um, what you bring to the table uh, as someone young coming into the industry. So um, whilst it's challenging, um, you are capable, which is why you got the job in the first place. Um, Give yourself time, but know that you can't succeed without the support of other people. So if that support's not there, then you need to go and look for more support. And if um, if this company can't provide that to you because they are a tech startup, they're moving at pace, it might not be the right environment for this point in your career as well. So um, maybe, you know, don't rule it out, but maybe look for a change if, if, um, if nothing changes over the next kind of three to six yeah, it's great you said that because it's, it might not be right for this point right now. And I think if, you know, as I look back on my career of the different opportunities I've had, there's certainly been timing is really powerful of, okay, I'm just, I'm junior, I'm just starting out. I actually need to learn A, B and C first before I can progress to X, Y and Z. And I need to, to, to sit there in that role or that uncomfortable piece first to do that before I then, yeah, quit my job and go start a business because that's falling in the deep end <laughs> way down the other line. So that's a really powerful framing I think too to consider um, whether this position yeah is still right for you amazing well thanks Renee such great advice I've learned a lot I'm gonna go rethink a few decisions I'm making and you've been listening to Promoted the podcast that helps you get promoted and be great when we get there we've hoped we've helped you in your career and tune in for the next episode we'll see you then see you then thank you